And then letting your gaze, someone is totally not muted, it's okay. No shame, just do a little check on your screen before you settle back in. Okay, good job, I think it happened. So as you begin to settle in, letting your gaze turn inward and soften. Just reminding yourself that these contemplative practices, right, where we get interested in the one who is watching, right, not just what is happening outside of us, but the purpose of them, of being contemplative, of making the choice to be mindful and go inside and know ourselves better. But it's not the easiest path. That it takes focus and a thirst and a willingness to transform. And so it's okay to feel like, oh my gosh, I made it here again. To sit, to be with myself. I did it. I showed up. And that showing up doesn't always mean that it's going to be like, existential fireworks inside of ourselves. But sometimes it's just sitting in the soup, right? Full submersion in all of it. And let's bring our hands to our hearts today. Palms open. Feeling that lift of the chest right up into the hands. And we'll take our three breaths together. Taking a big full inhale. And then exhaling. And then inhaling. And exhaling. One more like that. How present can you be? How with yourself can you be for this next big full inhale? And then staying with yourself all the way as the exhale comes out.
And then noticing if there's been any shift in your state. Just from a couple of moments of you belonging to yourself. Reminding yourself that that is always true, that contentment comes from inside. Not from anything that we think that we can fix or do outside of us. Good. And then you're welcome to stay here. Or you're welcome to drop your hands and lift your chin and open your eyes. It's up to you, friends. Um, I wanted to talk today just for a couple of minutes, and we're going to talk probably more about it on Thursday and um, then at Yoga Church on Sunday because it's kind of a big topic, um, which I am like, oh, I don't know if we've ever talked about it in this way. And it's another one of those things where there's just yoga, the practices are endless. Um, But I wanted to talk a little bit about feeling lost and what it feels like to feel lost because I think um, for right now there, or I don't know, man, there's this time in the process of my divorce where it was such new territory, so outside of what I had seen or been taught um, in my life as this like goody two shoes Catholic girl, like divorce was not something, at least in my uh, family culture, that there's one cousin in Texas who's divorced and then there's me and that's it. Right. And so there wasn't like a lot of examples in um, my life of what it looked like to be divorced. And there was very much this feeling of lostness, right? Because there wasn't a guide. Um, And also, I think feeling lost for me is when I lean into a belief system that is limiting, right? When my soul is right on that edge of growing. So it's both at once. It's like I'm clinging to the limiting belief system that perhaps used to serve me. And my soul simultaneously is saying, no, we can't do this anymore. We have to grow. And right at that place, is where the feeling of lostness and that existential angst of like, oh my goodness, I don't know what I'm doing, that's where it's the worst. And I've heard from many of you that that has been coming up right now, right? That there's this lostness, this feeling of still leaning into limiting belief systems perhaps, while also that soul's yearning to grow is coming up. And it's like, it's right on the precipice of becoming, I think, where we feel most lost. And so I think the question becomes then that, um, well, there's two things. One is that we didn't ask for these limiting belief systems, friends. It's not like we were born and we were like, all right, world, what's it going to be? For most of us, we were taught our limiting belief systems and we learned them because we are receptive, open human beings who want to do well and right in the world, right? Whatever that looked like for you in the structure of you growing up and learning how to be in the world. Um, and uh, Amy's cat is really enjoying this Dharma talk. I can tell. <laughs> it's pretty cute. 
And then the second part about it is that, so there's that, it's not our fault. We didn't ask for this in any way, right? The limiting belief systems came to us and we took them on because we are people who are willing to learn and want to be good and do right. And then the second thing is to um, know that the limiting belief systems hold us in place, right? Which is why it feels so uncomfortable when our soul wants to grow and the limiting belief system is still something that we're leaning back into, right? That's that feeling of lostness. And so then the question, the inquiry, because you guys know that I like to um, change (laughs) and work with transformation rather than being like, it's like this, you're healed, good job, peace out, let's do yoga. I like to instead invite you guys to ask questions. And the question then I think for today in this place that we're all existing in is what is the confining belief? What is the confining thought? What is the confining action that perhaps you're having right now on this precipice of becoming? Because once we can see it, that answer in and of itself, that seeing in and of itself, you can't unsee it, friends, once that happens. I love that you guys are taking notes. It's the cutest thing in the entire world. Um, And that ultimately, a life um, that is lived in inquiry like that, where we're leaning into the questions and moving toward that lost feeling rather than back into the confining, limiting belief system, is one where we're allowing our soul to be free to love in the way and to express itself, right? In the way that it is meant to express itself. And the world right now, more than ever, friends, needs you in your unique way that your soul wants to express itself. And so that's why these questions, I think, are really important. Um, And I have some bad news for you in terms of this is that when our soul is doing that growing thing and it's like pulsing and wanting somehow to come anew, to come alive and to help you surrender that limiting belief system, that old way of being, it doesn't always look practical, right? It actually might be isolating because people won't understand you. And many times um, it's not convenient, right? When our soul has this yearning. And that that's okay, that that's part of that being on the precipice of becoming. But I can tell you from personal experience that there is nothing better than what happens afterwards. And that's the knowing that we belong to ourselves, like we talked about in the meditation. And the knowing that um, that true contentment and true freedom comes from inside, And really being with that and honoring that. And the more we honor our own intuition and our own soul's wisdom, the more loving and free that we can become. Yeah? Um, So we're going to talk more about this. I'll probably TMI you um, with a personal story about how this came up in my life, which I was walking on Mount Tabor and I was like, oh my gosh. Because sometimes you don't know why things move you, right? There'll be a moment in your life and you're like, why is this thing bringing me to tears? And you look around the room and you're the only one. And then literally years later, you're like, that's why. And it's because in this little like um, fish, I'm making a fish motion because that's what it kind of feels like in the last place where you're like swimming like a little fish in the ocean and you don't know sort of like what's happening, but you know you have to keep swimming. Um, Okay, so let's come to the mat. 
That's my talk about being lost. I hope that it helps you to know that it's okay. And oh, the 